happy hump day y'all welcome to another episode of yvette unplugged Okay, I know it's been a while since we've been here, but every episode I like to start off with a Woman Crush Wednesday. And today's Woman Crush Wednesday is going to be um, a friend of mine. I call her a friend. And yes, I I mean, we've actually hung out mm, twice, but we've seen each other in person three times. Um, but I found her on Instagram. She's literally my favorite person to find, I mean, to follow on Instagram. Her name is Anjali Pascal. And if you follow me on my personal Instagram page, Mrs. Melanin, then you have probably heard me share about her several times. Um, (laughs) The reason that I love Anjali is because she is just so raw in this thing called motherhood, womanhood, wifehood, um, child of godhood. (laughs) You know, she has just been a ray of... um, of light on her page and she just released her very first book and it is called stay and I chose her because I really want to encourage you guys to check out her book like if you don't have it then I would strongly um, suggest that you get it and I'm going to read one of the reviews um, at the beginning of her book to kind of give you guys an idea of why I feel like this person Um, Who wrote this? This person's name is, I think it's Jamie, Jamie Nato or Nato. Um, But she wrote these words in order to encourage people to read Angelie's book. And I just would like to say ditto. She says, it seems like the opportunity to run away from dealing with our greatest hurts and in turn, our greatest healings is around every corner. From distractions to purposeful denial, we are all guilty of running away from feelings. This book encourages women to stay and not run, to stop striving for identity in any other place than the hope and healing of Jesus. This book is a call to all of us to sit with the hurts, the lost dreams, the mundane, and experience being met by God in the deepest parts of our heart. And so, um... I felt like that was just really good because not only does Anjali do that in like every page of this book, and I can't really say that because I haven't read every single page yet. I am reading it, but I know this to be true. Like every time I read her Instagram post, I'm like, oh, I want more. I want more. And so now we have more in the form of this book called Stay. It is available at every Target and it is available on Amazon. And I will put the Amazon link in, um, the show notes below, but I promise you guys, you guys will be so encouraged by the book. You will feel like you are not alone in whatever stage. You don't even have to be a mom or a wife in order to relate to what Anjali says in her book. So I, yeah, go ahead and check that out. Um, and just a little bit more about her. If you'd like to follow her on IG again, I will put this on, um, in, on the show notes below, but, uh, she is, Love always dot Angeli A N J U L I. Um, she's also the founder of the Moms We Love Club on Instagram, and that is a page where she basically picks a woman um, every and it's typically it, I think they've all been moms. 
because that's why it's called the moms we love but it's been moms who are just dealing with some kind of long-term hardship and they might need help in the form of medicine um paying their mortgage all kinds of things and so she highlights someone every month and basically um everyone on the community that she's built on instagram will share uh, that person's story and people have just been severely blessed um via that instagram account so i definitely would encourage you guys to check it out and she is a mom of five i think um she is a pastor's wife and she is just a beautiful person so go check her out okay um so (laughs) it's been a few weeks and i really didn't intend on it being this long since i recorded a podcast um i think between the last podcast Yulin and i and the family and the kids were a part of a commercial shoot for spectrum um if you follow us at all you know that on the day that uzziah my youngest was born um glenn and the boys were in la shooting for spectrum so it was kind of a surreal experience for me to be on set shooting with them as well especially since it was the same um location that they were shooting the day that uzi was born and so like i recall some of the things when we were facetiming um during the birth and and even when i was there people were like oh my goodness are you like the real mom are you the real wife and i'm like yeah and they're like we were here like when you were giving birth it was if i haven't told my birth story i probably should do that sometime soon um but yeah so that was an interesting story and i will link the video to that story um in this show as well let me make a note really quick okay so the commercial shoot was the week of march 9th so that entire week we were in la just because we had the fitting and then we had um a personal shoot of our own and then we had the commercial shoot so we got home the weekend of march i think it was like march 14th that we got home i don't know nonetheless when we got home is when things started really coming out about how this virus was affecting um, different countries and then specifically our country. And even while we were in L.A. shooting the shoot, it was kind of awkward because everybody was like, OK, we're not going to like shake hands or do any of that stuff. It was like it was already something that was a concern. And so by the time we got home, we were just kind of checking out the news. And mind you, Glenn will tell you that he was already paying attention to this and he had already been trying to tell me about what was going on. And I'll just admit that I'm just not that person. Like I don't, I don't pay attention to life's events all the time if they don't directly affect me, which is probably not the best thing to admit about myself, but that's just the way I am. That's my the way I operate. And um, yeah, I feel like now this whole experience is making me want to be more aware and pay better attention to what's going on. Um, But nonetheless, yeah, so we got back. And then um, we decided when we got back, we were just going to self quarantine ourselves. And so we've literally been self quarantined, I would say since March 14th, which has been what one, two, three, this would be the fourth week. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been different. It's like, it's weird because 
And that's kind of what I was going to talk about today is how I feel bad for COVID-19 affecting me. And I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I I know why because um, I feel like there's not much that has changed for us. I've always been a stay-at-home mom. I've always been a homeschool mom. My husband has always kind of been his own boss and can work from home or he can work from his office space. And so like in the sense of things changing, not much has changed. I'm still home with the kids. I'm still schooling them and all of that. Um, And so it just feels weird to kind of, is the word mourn? Um, It's weird because I don't have anybody here to tell me if that's the word I'm looking for, but the word that comes to mind it is is that it's really interesting for me to have to mourn how covid-19 has affected my life and while things have not changed they have i was talking to my therapist about this we've still been meeting um via telephone we could facetime but i just don't really i don't know <laughs> nonetheless yeah we've been calling and so i talked to her about this yesterday how i'm like i feel like I shouldn't like there's so many other people who have been affected so much greater like the impact has been so much greater than mine that it feels weird for me to even say oh COVID-19 but it has affected me it's affected some of my plans um a couple weeks ago on March 29th I was supposed to go to a retreat in LA. Um, and it was going to just be something, it was something that I literally like bought a ticket for myself. And I was like, I'm going, and I wasn't planning on taking any children. I wasn't planning on taking any husband. I was just going to go and my husband was going to have to figure it out. And it was one of those things that I did unapologetically. And the day came and I found myself feeling sad and disappointed because I had finally done something where I was like, I'm just going to do it for me. And, um, I was not able to go. So it was like a bummer. And then the other thing is I don't have our nanny anymore. Like um, she was a major, <laughs> she made a huge difference in my day to day and my ability to uh, get things done more efficiently. And so I feel like in that sense, things have changed. But then again, like it feels weird to say that because there are so many people who do this by themselves, like they don't have a nanny. And so it's like, okay, that woe is you. You don't have your nanny anymore, but it still changed. And I don't have mom's group on Wednesday mornings, which was another like outlet for me. It just feels like I'm now more so than ever on 24 seven. And it's also strange too, because like my mom is home and yes, she's working from home, but we could be over her house just chilling me and her and the kids. And it would be somewhat of a relief as well, but I can't go over there because of, you know, social distancing and the stay at home order. And, and then even here, just being with the kids, like we can't go to the trampoline park to change things up. And Parkour has been canceled and music class has been canceled. And so the things that we usually do on a regular basis have been canceled. And see, even just saying all of that just now feels so 
ridiculous to say, (laughs) but yeah, it just feels, I don't know. And so I, I say all that to say that, um, if you're like me and I'm even like saying this to myself as it's coming out, if you're like me and you're feeling bad because this is your typical life, like not much has changed besides the social interactions that you're used to having or that you were allowed to have before. It's okay to feel this way. Again, I'm saying this to myself. I'm literally saying it to myself. Yvette, it is okay for you to feel this way. I think one of the biggest struggles that I have is realizing that we're all dealing with our own versions of a crisis. And I'm not trying to say that I'm in a crisis right now. Like, I really am not trying to say that. Um, I think we're all experiencing such a strange, uh, a strange, I don't even know what they call it a pandemic. (laughs) And it feels weird to even say that it's a pandemic because I don't know, but I guess it is like, who am I to say it's not? It's a pandemic. And so I think the thing that I'm struggling with the most right now is trying to allow myself to feel what I feel. Last week, I was hit heavy when I found out that a friend of mine lost her dad. Earlier in the day, I felt I had heard from another friend of someone who has been hospitalized because she she got the virus. Not only that, but she's six months pregnant and she was recently diagnosed with lymphoma cancer. And I've been hearing stories about restaurants closing and having to fire all their employees and just a lot of different things. And so last week I was hit real heavy with just grief on the behalf of others. Because thankfully, like we haven't taken a financial hit or our home, like the roof over our head is not in jeopardy. Our health is good. Um, And so it's like, man, Yvette, there's so many people who are dealing with so many different things and you have no clue and yada, yada, yada. And so I right now, like I could probably cry in this very moment, but it's like, why can't I allow myself to feel what I feel? Why do I always have to compare my feelings and what I have going on to that of others? We all experience grief in different ways. And that's something that I know in my head and I know in my heart. Well, I don't know. I don't know if my head and my heart are actually communicating to each other, but it just feels so exhausting to feel what I feel and then try to shove it down to a place where I don't have to feel it because there are other people who are dealing with much worse things. And I don't know, I I still don't really know how to navigate through that. I still don't even know really how to combat it. In that lack of knowing, I... There are things that I do know. 
And one thing that I know is that like, let's just talk about blessings, right? Like on the flip side of the coin. So let's say um, the Lord blessed us to be homeowners, right? So we have what a four bedroom home, two baths, right? That's a blessing. We have a home that we can afford and whatever. And then let's just say person B was blessed with a 10 bedroom home on 15 acres of land and yada, yada, yada. They're both blessings. And if I look at them, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is like amazing or whatever. But if I look at my situation, it's still a blessing. Like I am blessed and person B is blessed, right? And so just because they may appear to have a bigger blessing, it doesn't take away from the fact that I have a blessing. It doesn't take away from the fact that I have something that I can be praising the Lord for and be grateful for. It doesn't take away from the fact that my children have a home where they can um, have more space and have a yard to run and play in, right? And so like, Someone else's blessing doesn't take away from my blessing. And so if I could like practice that same thought pattern and apply it to grief or to what I called mourning, um, like ugh, it still feels so icky to even say it, but we are all navigating through this pandemic in our own way. And life is still hitting us all in different ways. And so I guess what I'm encouraging myself and anyone out there who may feeling similar sentiments to do is just stay, like don't necessarily stay there, but Anjali, my woman crush Wednesday of today, she always says stay awake to love. She has a hashtag that stay awake to love, which I would strongly encourage you guys to follow um, as well. But, and what I think she's trying to get us to do is to kind of just like, don't run away from the feelings that you're feeling, but really just stay in tune with them. Like sit with them for a minute, <laughs> sit with them for a minute and actually see like, what is it that God is trying to communicate to you? in this feeling that you're having? What is it that he's trying to grow in you in this moment? Because here's the thing, and this is just a thought that I'm having as I'm speaking. The thing is like, it may take one thing to grow perseverance in me and another thing to grow perseverance in you. It may take one thing to grow courage in me and another thing to grow courage in you. It may take one thing for you to know that God is a way maker and another thing for someone else to know that God is a way maker. It may just, you know what I mean? Like there's a varying degrees that God has to parent us because we are children of his. And so he knows us better than we know ourselves. And so if this pandemic, because I truly, truly believe (laughs) 
that the Lord, oh my gosh, I'm getting, I truly, truly believe that God is using this time to grow something in each and every one of us, whether we know him or not. He might be using those of us who acknowledge him as our follower, as our father, to plant a seed in the lives of our neighbor. And so maybe I am not dealing with cancer on top of fighting this virus, on top of carrying a child in my womb and living in such a time as this where social distancing is not allowing me to really have the support that I need or want. Maybe that's not my story. But maybe that's not what it takes for me to have grown inside of me, whatever it is that the Lord is trying to grow in me. And so I guess what I'm here to say, what I'm here to do is to encourage all of us to really just sit with our feelings, acknowledge them, don't run from them. Don't push them down, but allow them to bubble to the surface and really like, ugh, just do the work that they are supposed to do. <laughs> Our feelings have an assignment on God's behalf for us. And I feel like we just have to um, stay alert, stay attuned uh, to those feelings. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get um, emotional, but it really is a word for me because I do this so much. I do this so much. I, I don't like to face my feelings. I was, um, my brother a while back posted something because I've always said like, Fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> like, I I don't know if I can say I've always said that, but that has generally been something that I will admittedly say that I have practiced. Like, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. But he posted something and he, he said, no, don't fake it till you make it. That's garbage. Like, face it until you make it. And I really, I really am just starting to find some real value in that, like, Face it until you make it because you just, I don't know, you just won't. <laughs> yeah, you just got to face it because if we don't face it, it's just going to keep creeping back into our lives in ways that are unhealthy or unfruitful or unbeneficial. And so, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to end it here because at this point I feel like I'm rambling and my heart is beating a little bit faster and I probably need to go journal <laughs> rather than sit here and talk to y'all, um, which I do enjoy doing and which I have missed. And to be completely honest, um, I'm pretty sure I stopped recording like 
Yes, life has been a little bit hectic. It's been a little more challenging to find time to come and record. Like right now, I'm not going to front. My kids are watching Frozen 2 for the 15th time (laughs) during this um, quarantine situation that we've got going on. But um, yeah, and and that's another thing, man. Like sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and you can't feel bad about giving your child a screen if that means that you get something done for a second. It's not the end of the world. And I just think we all need to have a little bit more grace on ourselves. And I, like I said, y'all know I just be speaking to myself (laughs) and I'm speaking into this microphone. Basically I am speaking to myself, but you know, okay. I think I am ready to close it right now. I don't know what I was going to say, but I love you guys. I miss you guys. Oh, and I cannot leave without a quote. So let me do that right now. Okay, so for the quote, I recently listened to a sermon by Stephen Furtick. It's called, I'm Still Scared, and I will um, link that in the description as well. But he said something on in that sermon that really stood out to me. He said, God did not answer Elisha's prayer for eliminating the enemy. Instead, he illuminated his presence. His presence, God's presence. And so I just really want, I feel like it's so relevant right now with everything that's going on with COVID-19. Like I could be praying, Lord, please keep that virus away from me and mine. I could be praying, Lord, please rid the earth of this virus. Just eliminate it completely. But God may be using this to more so build our faith in such a way that we are more aware of his presence. You know, I have been finding myself drawn more and more to the Lord. And I was feeling guilty for a minute about like, this virus and how it's kind of shifted my attention to reading more in my Bible or praying more for others and doing the things that I should have been doing already. But I'm not, I, I, I refuse to allow that guilt to like really settle into my spirit because I just feel like God loves me regardless of, you know, my attention I don't know if this is coming out the right way, but I feel like the Lord, he knows my heart. And so like for me, worship has always been like worship music has always been the way that I really draw near to him. But his words in scripture have really been what I've needed in order to get through this. And so as I'm praying to him to protect us all from the virus and whatnot, I I really receive that word from Stephen Furtick because I do believe that right now the Lord is illuminating his presence. I believe that a lot of us are turning our attention to God and um, what it is that he is trying to speak to us in this season that we're all walking through. And so, yeah, I want to say it again. God did not answer Elisha's prayer by eliminating the enemy. Instead, he illuminated his presence. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. (laughs) 
I hope I'm back. I will see y'all next week um, for another episode of Yvette Unplugged. As always, I am so grateful that you gave me um, your attention, that you tuned into this episode. I am a mess, but hopefully we can kind of just be messy together. (laughs) And yeah, um, I am going to say this. I will not, I will try not to say this on every podcast, but if this podcast is something that is, um, that you're able to relate to, there may be someone else that is able to relate to it as well. And so if you feel so led, would you please, um, leave a five-star rating at whatever podcast app you're listening to? And if you'd like to write a review, I would so appreciate that because I really like to hear or read rather, um, what it is that you guys are getting from the episodes the ones that are there i have read every single one and i appreciate your words guys i will probably read those over and over again to help get me to this seat and to this microphone to record more episodes and so um if you have a moment please go and do that if not no worries at all just keep listening that helps as well all right y'all i hope you are staying sane um during this crazy time um but yeah I will see you next week for another episode of Vet Unplugged.